All right, folks, it's the Light the Lamp podcast. Brian Blessing and Cam Stewart. I'm hanging out in today, windy Las Vegas. And it's a good thing uh, Cam Stewart, who's in Mississauga, is indoors because the way the wind's blowing, Cam's mop top that is growing out of control, <laughs> blinding people walking across the sidewalk from him. Yeah. That, that hairdo kid, let me tell you. <laughs> it's you got, out of control, yeah. You got like a I... thing happening there. Yeah, no, it's uh, it look. I don't even know what to, what to say. It's like one of those Russian hats that they wear, like going in there, like all fur. That's basically what it is. I'll tell you, Brian. Uh, <laughs> it's like it's worse, like than Ronald McDonald. But anyway, yeah, I'd like I'm gonna have to get somebody some uh, garden uh, shears or like hedge trimmers, and uh, we'll get through it. But hey, man, I'm excited. A uh, couple, we got a couple series that are that has started now, and uh, one thing that I'm happy about, you know, Brian, the betting's been great. Like and. I can't really complain about like things have kind of gone according to plan. Carolina looks really, really good right now. Uh, I, I'm just so impressed by uh, Ned Najelkovic. He's been really solid. And this is something that they didn't have before, right? You know, it would be Reimer a little bit, good game, bad game. Morazic can be really flaky, but they found this kid. And other than a couple minutes in the first period against Nashville, our Carolina futures, this team looks very, very dangerous. And their, their defense and penalty killing is superior. No, and I think it's funny you bring that up because uh, goaltending is actually always a very big deal. It's just defense, goaltending, and special teams in the playoffs. And you're talking about really good teams. And then our stock thing about a team is, well, the goaltending's the question mark. Well, yeah. the Ned kid's good. You know, you get Washington, and they lose Vinicek. And then Anderson comes in, plays pretty good. Then they go to our, our friend Samson off luggage. And honestly, that kid deserved a way better fate uh, losing the double overtime game, uh, Boston beating Washington in, in that game on Wednesday night. By the way, how about that series? Every game's overtime. Washington's just got to be sick to their stomach because I think they've had the far better of the play. But that first line from Boston, it's unbelievable how these guys can be so top-heavy and keep getting Ws. It's a, know what it is, too, Brian? It's amazing to me the Boston Bruins have done this all the time. Think about, think about uh, in my backyard, the Leafs, 4-1 to one lead in that playoff series. I know I was talking to Dave, uh, who works for SportsGrid on uh, our show with Morency on Game Time Decisions. Like, the books needed uh, the Maple Leafs that series. Everyone's like, high five, and Boston comes back. They come back in these games and not just come back winning overtime. Come back and win in overtime. Three games go to overtime. They scored late goals in both of them, and both the games they score late goals, and they win the overtime. You're right. Montreal, uh, Washington could be up three to nothing in this series, realistically. Uh, right. And I'll say this: uh, Yeah, Anderson had one bad, one bad mistake where he slid over too much. Other than that, he was good. And I gotta say this: I'm not gonna, I'm gonna have to call out Alex Ovechkin. I'm not sure no one's talking about this where he went ballistic in Russian, like yelling at Samson off there. I, I, he made a mistake. But he also stood on his head for you during the game. Like, oh, whoa, that's whoa, pretty. Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, let me tell you something. What? First of all, Washington's got the lead in that game. Yeah. Now, it should be ashamed of himself. Behind the play takes a high sticking penalty on McAvoy that leads to a power play that, A, ties the game. Yeah. They were in control of the game. And then, I I'm sorry, that mistake in overtime, that was. And I've seen so many people blaming the Samson on kid for that. Uh, yeah. He stops the puck behind the net. And the defenseman, Schultz, is coming in and starts looking over his shoulder behind him to see who's coming because he didn't want to get hit instead of just going to get the puck that the kid teed up. 
It wasn't the goalie. It was Schultz, the defenseman. I can't believe people are blaming Samsonov for that. No, but to my point, Brian, me and you were on a team. I, I'm, I'm hurt more than anybody. First of all, this kid was injured and had COVID and played the game of his life, and then you're getting Alex Ove. Like, that was to the goalie, correct? That wasn't to anybody on Boston. Didn't he? That Wasn't that him to Samsonov saying, you in Russian, like basically calling him an idiot for doing that? That's what it looked like to me. I don't think he was yelling at Boston. Was he yelling at his goalie? I think he was. Yeah, I think I, he uh, – and you can't do that. I don't care who you are, the great eight. You know, does McKinnon yell at uh, Kadri when he takes a stupid penalty and gets suspended? That's oh a problem. My if, Lord. if Alex Ovechkin – and Kadri's a menace to society, trust me, I know. We could do a half an hour on that game. <laughs> we, half an hour. We could do our Saturday night you show. Know, you know, I the funny thing Kadri is – documentary. I've seen this guy. He I'm does this so stuff mad, all the time. I am so mad at that guy because – I do the daily hockey show in Vegas with Stevie Slapshot, who does the, yeah. the sportsbook radio show with me on the Sports Grid Radio Network. And when they made that trade, I said, Colorado's going to be thrilled they got this guy. Yep. I said, listen, the Toronto nonsense, at some point you grow up, and he's got to realize you can't do that stuff. You hurt your team. But believe me, the way he plays the game, he'll be such a good fit. And he is, and he may still be. And then he goes and goes headhunting in a game they were up 3-1. He only could have cost him the game. He gets yep. a match penalty, and they get a goal, cut it to a goal deficit. Anyway, Colorado wins. It's not going to hurt them in this round the way things are going. Now, we're taping this on Thursday morning. The minute it happened, I put it out on Twitter. This guy's done for the first round. This is all the way back to what he did in Toronto. I don't know. They're going to drop an anvil on him. I mean, player safety is going to absolutely drop an anvil on him. I, I think they might, instead of putting a game on it, they're just going to say he's suspended for the remainder of the round because he knocked Falk out cold. Yeah, and Falk was having a really, like, think about St. Louis, Brian, how thin they are on the blue line to begin with, right? Vince Dunn's not in their lineup. They have other guys that aren't, aren't around either, right? Robert Bertuzzo, they got injuries in that game. Like, they are thin, thin, thin St. Louis. That's the problem. Pareko came back. It's not like he was healthy the whole season. Falk is a huge addition to that team, offensively especially, that the, the offense that he generates. I'll tell you, no, Kadri's he's one of those guys, he plays on the edge, but he does a lot of dumb, dumb, dumb stuff. And you see it, and yeah, you, but the thing is, yeah, it, you look at the other guys on the team, McKinnon, God, and this is what I tell people, I've been, I've been, preaching this for years. I think you too, when we, when our last time I saw you a few years ago in Vegas, I said, who would you rather have McKinnon McDavid? I'd have McKinnon over McDavid any day through Sunday. He, he plays defense. He hits, he scores big goals. He does everything. I know it's one game into the series too, with Winnipeg and Edmonton, the guy McDavid didn't have a shot on goal, Brian, right. until the late in the second period, you're supposed to be the best damn player in the league. This happens all the time. Disappearing acts. I'll well, tell you, but he doesn't have disappearing acts. He's the best. It's the beauty of a podcast format. We can just go all over the place. This is gambling. <laughs> yeah. No, which is fine. And the funny thing is, I'm, the so, last I'm sorry, Brad. I'm kind of no. got cobwebs. I work till two o'clock in the morning. I'm like, no. man, I should no. stick to topic. <laughs> no, the, the topics are plentiful. But we, the last podcast we did, what did we say? Edmonton this, Edmonton that. And I'm like, yep. don't trust Win them. Winnipeg's got the better, better goalie. Winnipeg's got enough firepower up front. And honestly, it's, I'm, you know, I'm cutting in and I'm watching shots of him on the bench. I watch McDavid's post-game press conference. And I, 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 mean, I don't want to throw stones at this guy, but I, I'm sitting there going, 
in the postseason, he's going to rack up his 100 points every year in the regular season. I, you know what? I will say this. In the beginning, and I, I was wrong, and time will be the judge, I compared McDavid and Eichel to Kane and Taves. You know, and I'm like, I, they're going to be able to win with Eichel. You know, McDavid's going to get a gazillion points. I don't know. Can they win with him? And maybe it's unfair, and he just doesn't have the supporting cast. Yes, he does, but, though. But, 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 he but, does. When it, but when a guy dominates every game, mm-hmm. and then you get to the to the games that really matter, and teams contain him. That, they it, do. It, it keeps happening. And the Winnipeg Jets don't even have a really good defense when you think about it. And he does have he does have other players. On Dreisaitl is one of the best players in the league. And, Brian, you know this. If you're the best of the best, that's the, that's what you're supposed to do. It's like a receiver in football. You're double covered. You still make plays. That's the thing. The series is not over. Edmonton always re- responds. They've been very good this year coming back from a loss. But that guy, was, that guy was an absolute ghost in that game. And let's remember another thing. Winnipeg was out Ehlers, one of the, their best players, and an above-average player, and, and Luke, Luke Dubois. Dubois. And Dubois, exactly. So they did that, beat them without those guys. Not a great defense. Like, I'm just telling you, Edmonton is a team you can't – like. I was smart last night, Brian. I thought Edmonton, da-da-da-da-da. Even though I liked Winnipeg, the voice was in my head. I put Edmonton in some parlays, right? The minute that game was tied, cash out, cash out, cash out, cash out. I knew. I'm like, these guys are not going to win this game. Winnipeg's going to win this game, right? So that turned out to be a smart move. Winnipeg's one of those teams. I, as, as we talked about, I think they were playing possum. Paul Maurice is a really smart guy. They had injuries down the stretch. They couldn't give a, a rat's ass about, uh, you know, where we're going to finish, who we're going to play. You think they're scared of Edmonton? You know what I mean? They kind of went through the motions as did like that Canadian North division. It was just a train wreck the whole season. And I will tell you this, Brian. I'm sad for one thing. My favorite thing this next next to the playoffs has been the COVID Cup between Calgary and Vancouver. It's a license to print money over, oh, over, over, over. Oh, I'm just sitting back going, this is the best. Can these guys play every single um, game? I, I, the team I that a, dominates the third period and the over, that's every game, every game. I had a buddy call me yesterday at lunchtime. Oh. Hey, what about this <laughs> Vancouver-Calgary thing? That I said, look. I said, the, the number they should put up on the book before the game is over under two and a half checks thrown. Exactly. I watched the game yesterday. Uh, these guys don't care. They, they had a tea time lined up. When they, think about it. And you, who'd blame them? Not one of those guys wanted to get hurt. I mean, the only the two guys you didn't want to be in that game were the goalie. Yeah, and that's the thing. And, and Brian, we had a, a Louis Domingue sighting in one of the, one of the oh games for Calgary. I, all I remember is Louis Domingue versus the Sabres. The Sabres, Sabres 5 nothing out of the first Domingue, smash, smash, smash. Oh, Louis, uh, here, here's, a, here, here's a phone call. Uh, get, your, get your stuff ready. You're in the American Hockey League now. Like they just they didn't put up with that at all. You remember when you were a little kid, like, like what it be about maybe fifth grade? And the science class, and then it, the, the day you'd have to pull the frog out of the jar and dissect the frog, you know, it, when Louis Domingue was a kid, his science <laughs> thing was, Louis, put a sieve inside the sieve. It's still a sieve. It's unbelievable. Like there's so many, there's so many goalies that we see get called up. I'm like, wow, Louis Domingue's starting for Calgary today. Over, over, over. <laughs> These games are six two in the second period. Look, right, Louis, Louis, Louis Domingue's got to be connected to. It's like Putin. You know, Putin gets eight goals in a hockey game. <laughs> exactly. Louis, Louis Domingue's got to have some, like, royal connection that this keeps happening. You're right. And the funny thing about these games is 
I love the fact that no one cares about them. And that's the beautiful thing about betting here. And we do it on the network. You can bet on yeah, anything. Yeah, the they post a line for it. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's the thing, right? Like, But not every hockey gambler is like, oh, I think I'm going to take a, a shot with this Calgary-Vancouver game. I went on the morning show to talk to these guys about it. They were looking at me like I had three heads. I go, guys, it's not about that. Like, they're posting five and a half. The best bet on the totals, day. Totals, that should be seven. Like, you know what I mean? If you don't bet well, the over, you're well, – no, Well, honestly, from a betting perspective – it's that the was, best. That, that was the story of the day. Exactly. If you're doing a betting show. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're doing a betting show. Like, how do you not bet this stuff? Even if you don't know hockey, you blindly bet it, right? So, anyway, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens right, Brian, yeah. in, in the series. But uh, I'll tell you something to Nathan McKinnon. The more he's always been my favorite player, I think, in hockey, and I've told you that for, like, the last yeah. five or six years, it's just every time, like, he just proves himself – I don't care. What, I, I love these hockey. Oh, McDavid and whatever. McDavid doesn't have you, – you say about the heart of a raisin compared – McKinnon's so much better. He does everything better. He's a tank. He oh. is. He's a tank, and he plays defense too. Like you watch what happens in, in, in the Colorado game. Codri, Codri almost gave it away. You ever, McKinnon, see a guy, but, you ever see a guy bury empty net goals with more passion? Than oh, I know. No, he's <laughs> awesome, man. And the thing is, you got to remember something. Who did he grow up with? Who's his buddy doing Tim Horton's commercials? Hey, there's Amponi's here. You guys want some coffee and donuts? It's Sidney Crosby. And Sidney Crosby, still like a kid, has the passion, mm-hmm. determination. Like, you know, you could say what you want. He's been fighting his own battles for a long time. He's been beat up in playoff series. But these guys are boys, right? No offense to Connor McDavid. Actually, offense to Connor McDavid. He, in me, he doesn't have the same hunger, the same passion, the same, you know, driving, like what fuel, like he, he, lo- hell, don't, I'm not saying he doesn't love hockey. I'm just saying McKinnon and Crosby, Brian, I'm not sure if you'd agree, take it up a level. Like I will do anything to win. And that's the type of guy I want to have. Of course. Of course. Now here's the odd dynamic. It's like eight 30 in the morning, my time, it's yep. 11 30 your time, but your schedule's so fucked that. That basically, you're, you're, the, <laughs> you're the one that's just having your first coffee. And here I go, going to make you work, all right? Because it's one of my joys and one of the treats we get are your idiotic sound effects. So what I need you to do is, what does it sound like when a bolt of lightning takes out a panther? Tender vittles. Tender vittles. Hey, hey, Florida, can I get some tender? Hey, here's the thing. Florida hasn't even played that bad, Brian. That's the crazy thing. I know. They haven't played that bad. Five on five, they can beat them. But let's cut this chase. You what and are you I, do? what are you, you and doing? I, but you and I, power plays. Oh my! You God. and I have talked about this Lightning team for years. Listen, they're the defending champs. They've got bad class. The MVP of the league parachutes into their lap to start the playoffs, and they're dirty. They are dirty. They don't play on the edge. They're dirty. Kucherov will slew for you. These guys are ready. They're, they look like they want to win it again, man. Yeah, no, Tampa Bay, people don't know. Like, Chernak's a dirty, he's dirty. Kucherov plays dirty. Like, and, and Florida, like, Huberto was doing so many good things. That, like, how do you let these guys get a breakaway and break your hearts in game one? If that didn't happen, Brian, I think Florida would have a chance. They're toast, right? Like, how do these guys come back after that? I think they might get a game. Do they have the heart? This is the thing. I actually think they can actually win a game in Tampa Bay, but 
when push comes to shove, it does, they're going to take penalties. And when they take penalties, they're dead. Every time you have money on Florida and Tampa Bay's on the power play, you hold your breath or just turn away. You go, there's a goal. Kucherov's open. Another set play. Florida doesn't know what they're doing. Goal. Like it's, it's, it writes itself. Their power play is unstoppable. It's unreal. Yeah, man. They're a machine. They are something else. All right. Pittsburgh and the Islanders. Pittsburgh circled the wagons. They had a win. Uh, similar series. Pittsburgh had a win to avoid losing two on home ice. Vegas had a win to avoid losing two on home ice. Uh, Pittsburgh and the Islanders and, and the Minnesota Vegas series, these are going a long way because, first of all, Pittsburgh, you got offense against defense. But the, how, how about the Islanders all of a sudden starting to find the lamp? I mean, Yari's no great shakes, but you – know, he Jeez. played good in game two. I'll give him credit for yes, that. Yes, he did. Yes, he in did. In game in game one, he was it was a train wreck. Like he had some of those uh, glove, uh, his glo- high glove. Like the Islanders. The thing is, the Islanders have the book on him though, right? Like he's not very good mid range shot, high glove. The Islanders, yeah, all their guys that they picked up at the trade deadline are playing better now. I think it's a very scary series. As for Vegas, I think Minnesota is awesome. Like I love watching these guys play, but the problem is. Now that Vegas has scored on Cam Talbot, that's bad news for Minnesota. I'm not sure he's not in the league of Marc-Andre Fleury. He's having a good run. But I will say, if Vegas continues to pepper him with shots, even if they get outplayed, they will win the game because I believe Marc-Andre Fleury can save anything where Cam Talbot will eventually let in a bad bad goal that will kill them. I talked to Fleury after, you know, both games. Guy's amazing. He Literally, Cam. He is in that zone where if he sees it, he's stopping it. And Minnesota, mission accomplished. They get the split, and they're going home where they've only lost five times, and they got to feel like, hey, we're in, a, we're in good shape right now. That being said, Minnesota's only scored one goal in both games. And I was talking to Pat Micheletti in Minnesota, and I said, what about putting – Parisi in. Imagine that. Parisi's a healthy scratch. He goes, he's too slow. He can't keep up. But the bottom line is, you can hide a guy like that and use him on the second power play unit, and he's I not agree. that class. I mean, and Minnesota keeps shooting at Fleury's glove, and he's like, you know, and he's putting he's putting the, the whipped cream on every glove save, too. Like, hey, whee, look at that. But Minnesota plays. Vegas has no answers for the line. Of Felino, Greenway, and Erickson Eck, I mean, these guys are monsters. They are monsters. But but and, and, but and I'm laughing out here. I'm like, stop with you guys, please. Oh, but Max Pacioretty's out. He, you know, he's not Mike Bossy. Exactly. And you, and you stand here with the next man up stuff all year long. So where's the next man up? Well, luckily for them, March or so and Tuck showed up, and they did get a couple of goals. But Vegas can't win up there. They, I think they can. I know they haven't. They've won one game there, Brian. No regulation wins, but I think things are going to be different this time around. It's almost interesting. I know this is going to sound crazy, but playing in front of those fans will inspire you. It also makes you do – how do you say this? I know when I play hockey in front of people, you're, you're kind of playing for the crowd sometimes, and you don't sure. even know that you're doing well, you it. You like to be the villain sometimes. Yeah, so Vegas can go in there and play a suffocating game, and, and, and they have the perfect game to do it with the goaltending. So now Minnesota, they're oh, we got a great track record against Vegas, but we'll see. Cam Talbot has to be exactly as good as he's been, and I'm not sure he can maintain that over the series. Eventually, um, Vegas got to Thatcher Demko, 
when they were playing Vancouver and like we're like, is this goalie going to steal this series? The thing about Minnesota is they're better, they're better than Vancouver all, all the way around. We know that. But I'm telling you, Cam Talbot's been playing great. I'm not sure he can maintain this level. If I'm Vegas, I throw pucks at this guy from every which way and we'll see what happens. And playing on the road, they'll play a simpler game, Brian. Don't have to be fancy. Just shoot pucks at the net. Know your assignments. I like that Colasar kid on Vegas. I, I like that guy. He's like, there's a lot of good things. That, that kid's good. He's a nice story there. I like you know that what? guy. Good for you, Cameron. That's why, I mean, that's why you are so good at what you do. That is like a story that even in Vegas, people don't even wrap their arms around. We just talked about that on the uh, show yesterday out here. Colasar made a play. Minnesota was coming in with numbers. It was like a three-on-two, and Colasar picked the guy's pocket from behind, back-checking, and created a three-on-two the other way. But the funny thing is with this kid, he made the opening night roster, and we're all like, what? 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 Because they had the cap thing, right? Mm-hmm. And they were they were playing with one they were playing with five defensemen in the beginning of the year. It was a cap thing, and you're going well. Okay, oh, they're keeping Colasar because of the cap thing. And then the thing was, well, they said if we if we waive him, he's absolutely. They read the market said if we waive him, we lose him. So we're thinking, okay, he makes the opening night roster. You play him a little bit, and then you move him, and you get a fourth or a, at least you get something a fourth or a fifth round pick for the kid. He's on the team all year long. He, he must have had a 1,000 chances. I mean, he, he could have scored a lot more than he did. But he's physical. He wins fights. He does not hurt them at all. Like, we, could, we couldn't believe he made the team, let alone he's out there. And he's, he saved their bacon in that game because Nosek got hurt on the second shift of the game. Exactly. And they were down a forward, and he played significant minutes. I mean, good on you spotting that because he's really kind of a, you know, if you, if you didn't live in Vegas, you would think nobody even knows his name. Oh, I know who he is. <laughs> when you watch hockey, you're like, this guy's actually – and that's why I laugh about Vegas. Everything they do, they just – sometimes they fall into it. Like another team would have got rid of him and, and then go – and he would have burned them for the rest of his life. But Vegas, oh, we'll keep him around, you know. And now the guy's playing significant minutes in the playoffs and doing it well. His two-way game's good. That's the thing about Vegas. It's like – even when they screw up, Brian, it's like you talked about Gusev, then the guy gets waved. It's like, ah, no big deal. Like, you know, you thought he was going to be a star player. Like Vegas, it just – it almost seems to me like everything they do, they can't do wrong. Because imagine they got rid of that guy. Like, those are the unsung heroes of the playoffs. You need guys like that to win the cup. It's very simple. All right, and – we're about to get her going, buddy. Montreal and Toronto. What say you? Oh, it's already. Think, oh, it's already. I think it's closer than people want. I agree with that. Leaf fans got to like relax. Montreal's kind of coming in here, playing with house money. And think about what happened in Game One with Edmonton and the Jets. The Jets were like that team, kind of limping in and whatever. They won. I don't think the break has been good for Toronto. It's not a good situation for these guys. They were playing good hockey. Now they have to wait and. Playing, uh, practicing is not playoff game. It's not the same. Gallagher, I don't care what anybody says. He is so important to the Montreal team, more than anybody will think so. He does all the little things. He's a pest. He'll piss off all these guys on the Leafs. Carey Price has had time to get healthier. He's won series before, a.k.a. let's look at last year when the Penguins were $2 favorites every game. Montreal knocked them out. It's not going to be easy for Toronto. And I'll tell you one thing, Montreal has a goaltending edge. And that's the big – that's the thing – when we look at between Winnipeg and Edmonton, Hellebuck is better than Mike Smith. Carey Price and Allen is better than Campbell and or Anderson's not. I mean, 
what are they going to do with Anderson? I saw the guy playing for the Marlies. He was letting in like pucks from the blue line. Like he looked horrible. So this is not going to be as easy as everyone thinks for Toronto. I think Toronto wins, but I think it's their hard fought games. Maybe go six or seven. St. Louis, I man, listen, they Bennington's playing his lungs out. I mean, he sure is. It was one one in the third period of game one, and then they cut it to three two um, in game two. They're going home, and now Condry's out. Colorado all of a sudden looks the part again, like you think Colorado's capable of being. Um, Colorado wins game three. This is a sweep. St. Louis got the back. They're, I don't think they're that far away from hanging with these guys, but uh, Colorado looks the part, man. They do. I think St. Louis is going to – it's one of these situations – I think in game three, you know, they could win that game. Uh, I think I think they're going to get a split. So what do you think? Colorado in five? Is that what you're thinking? Like St. Louis gets one win and the, and, and then you want, it's you probably want, over, you, right? You, you know me, right? You want my conspiracy theory? Yeah. I used to say this stuff in the past, you know, because hockey teams don't – most of them don't make money. Mm-hmm. And the way you make money is like a playoff run. Like if you get into the yeah, – the gate. Round, you can make money. Well, now you take a year where they're all just losing money hand over fist. Great point. Now fans are starting to show up. You know, Colorado, yeah, let's lose that game. We'll go home and, and the, t- the t- you know, the team can make five, six million dollars for game five. I agree with that 100%. And you know what? I think the same thing's going to happen with Florida, right? Like that Florida-Tampa Bay series is like really exciting, but there's fans in the buildings. Don't be surprised if like Florida, they'll catch one too in Tampa Bay, like We'll come back. You, you know, you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying, though, Brian. It's like one of those things. Like you want to give the teams double gate. You talk. You saw the stories. How much money they've lost. The NHL is a gate-driven league. They need that money. So I agree. A lot of these series that should be like sweeps. Like even Carolina, they're going to get an extra game out of that series, even though they're by the time of taping, they're up two to nothing. There, I agree. I don't think there's going to be one sweep. I think. I think most of them are probably going to go six, seven. I will tell you, my friend. Though, you've got to admire these guys. I mean. You know, the play, there is nothing like it. I mean, these guys just beat each other to a pulp. They do. They really, they really do. My Lord. I know. It's a it's tough game, and the, the, the speed that it's played at now is absolutely insane to me. Like, I'm watching these games going, God, when I played hockey, like. Did you, you know, see like, go face first into the board? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he was dead. I like, can't I, believe I, he got I, just, oh, That's the thing about hockey. Like, people don't understand. Like, it looks, sometimes it looks worse than it is, but, hey. These guys are tough as nails. They're, they're, they're going to play through everything. Uh, and you talked about it earlier with Boston. That's the one thing. Like, how do the Capitals respond? You lose two straight overtime games, games you led late in the third. We'll see. I'm still mad about that. I, I, I'm still mad about that Ovechkin stuff. I want to get to the bottom, bottom <laughs> of it. No, Brian, honestly, like, if it was to Samsonov, you can't – I don't care, like, if you're the leader of the team. You can't berate a guy on your team like that. Like, I get you get emotional, but – that's not cool. The guy just came back, and I thought he played pretty good. Like, he, are you kidding? I think he played great, actually. Pretty good, little. In the first overtime, they hung him out to dry. Exactly. Like that's what I'm saying. And, and then you have the, you know, the nerve to like yell at the guy in Russian and flip flip out on the guy. Is the guy had COVID too? They've gone through three goaltenders. They've already played Vanacek, Anderson, and him. Like, what do you want? Yeah, go yell at Schultz in English. Exactly. <laughs> Ovechkin, like I love Alex Ovechkin, but sometimes, man, that guy, like he's just like you can't do that. Like 
you're a team in the playoffs. You know how hard it is. You know how hard it is. And the goaltender, like he knows you're the leader of the team. So now it's, it's kind of like you can't. You, goalies are fragile, man. You can't like you can't flip out on him like that. Like you got to have support. Say, listen, buddy, we we hung you out to dry. Shouldn't be yelling at him. I thought he played. Yeah, as you said, great. He was great. Oh, by the way, I should get you an Echo chainsaw for Christmas so you can cut your hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Lisa's gone home. She got got an appointment. I t- said the next time you come back, like I got tools. I got some big shears. I got I, I got one of those old school like, like arbor like big thick wall razor things. I got to get the attachments for that. I go whatever you do. I don't care if you like make me like a green in golf. It's got to go. I can't sleep with this mop. I wake up with big instead of like chalk outline of a dead guy. All you see is my head, and it's the size of a pumpkin, and it's just like water on my pillow. I waking up, Brian, going, "Oh my god, I can't carry this bowling ball on my shoulders. It's too heavy." <laughs> All right, man. Always, always great stuff. There you have yeah. it. Light the Lamp Playoff Edition, uh, our podcast. Don't forget, Saturday night, midnight Eastern, re air Sunday morning, 7 a.m. on Sirius 204 Sports Grid Radio Network. Andrew Torres joins us for our weekly Light the Lamp show on the network. Cameron, always good, my friend, and we'll fire it up again next week. You got it, Blessing. Let's so hope for more good games. Let's just keep on making money. So far, so good in the playoffs. <laughs>